January 29th at 2 p.m. Eastern time, uh, my guest will be the guy on the left, uh, who is, if you're watching this, then you know who I'm talking about. If you're listening to this in the podcast later, uh, you don't know who I'm talking about, but I'm going to tell you. It's none other than Vinny Kaliuta. That's right. I said it. Vinny Kaliuta will be my guest this Saturday, January 29th, 2 p.m. Eastern time, 11 a.m. Vinny time. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Who knows what we'll talk about? It could be entirely about food. You never know. But uh, it's going to be a, a a hoot, no doubt, to have my old buddy Vinny on the show. So make sure you tune in for that. Again, I'll mention, I'll, I'll remind you again that it's this Saturday, January 29th, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, live from my drum room, will feature none other than Vinny Kaliuta. So um, very excited about that. And uh, yeah, I think that's really all the housekeeping I have uh, for the moment, anyway. So I think we're going to get right down to business here and bring on uh, my guest today, who is none other than my old pal, who has just alerted me that he is ready. So without further ado, please welcome Shane Kinney, Drum Center of Portsmouth. Can you hear me? I can hear you. All right. And you can hear me. Yeah, loud and clear. Great. That is a sharp, sharp, sharp piece of garment you have there. I know where you can get these too. Yeah. <laughs> I know the place. You know a guy. I know a guy. Um, and I'm proud to say, I'm proud to say, and I'm, I, I, I bought this shirt, Shane. You, you were, I think were offering to send it to me. And I said, please, I love that, that red shirt. Please include that with, I think I was buying some snares and a couple of drum heads or something from you or a Kelly shoe system and. Um, anyway, I proudly wear this shirt, even when I don't have you on my show. Yeah, well, thank you. My father has a few of those, and he wears them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> my, I, I just speaking of dads, my dad, um, when I worked for Zildjian, I, I had him like you, I had my dad all hooked up with swag. He had a, a favorite Zildjian baseball cap that he wore everywhere. And, uh, you know, various t-shirts and maybe even a jacket or two. And he would always tell me, he'd say, you know, I was at the supermarket the other day and I was wearing my hat and you'll never guess what the guy, what this guy asked me. He said, are you a drummer? <laughs> and, I, and I'd, I'd say, I wonder why dad, I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, that's great. It's, it's good to keep our dads in, in good swag. So. Yeah. Now is that star logo head, the original logo head on that kit? Uh, no, it's not. It's a repro. I, okay. I, yeah. I bought the, you know, the, uh, iron on whatever you call it, uh, Decal. transfer. Okay. Decal. I mean, and, I've uh, seen so many MIJ kits come in from that era and never, never has the, the logo head on it. I know. I know. In my first set that I I've told this story now that I got, um, almost 50 years ago through the Sears catalog had no logo at all. Yeah. Um, just a plain white head and it was a star kit and, um, I've seen, you know, in the, in the various, um, on reverb and some of the Facebook pages, you do see kits with this, which looks to be the original star logo, but it seems really, really a rare, you know, right. sighting to see that. 
everybody was taking the front heads off and the bottom heads off the toms. So the hoops are always missing. The heads yeah. are always missing. Mine was a blackjack. Ah. So that was my first kit. So I, I can't remember. It was Pearl or Tama who made it. But so yours was new out of the Sears catalog? Yes. Yeah. So was mine fun. was, we bought uh, that used. My school raffled it off. I didn't win it, but one of the other guys did. And he said, well, I'll sell it to you for 50 bucks. And I got that. And it was a red sparkle, 20, 12, 13, four, I think 12, 13, 14, 16 with a two rail mount. It was horrible. Like <laughs> We would change the heads and then all the swivel nuts were popping then. Yeah. It, so yeah. that was in 1988. And so they were 20 years old at the time. Yeah. But at any time anybody brings in those uh, old Japanese kits, for rehab, I always say, no, no, don't. We don't do the rehab. <laughs> the you start tensioning the tongs, pop, 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 pop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was at your shop, I don't know how many years ago, you had a blue sparkle set in the in the back area. Yeah. And I was eyeing it because it, I was trying to, it was pretty beat up. And if it was, you know, to your point, if it if it didn't need so much work, I, I would have grabbed it on the spot because you were, you were saying, I'll let you take it for, you know, next to nothing. And, yeah. um, and it was pretty close to what my, my kit original kit was a, a 12, 13, uh, 16 inch floor, 20 inch bass drum. Yeah. But most of the ones I'm seeing are 14 inch floor toms. And I didn't realize that this one is a 14. Yeah. I can't so, remember if I had two floor toms or one now, I really, uh, yeah. but did your has, did, did yours have a wood snare? Is that a wood snare on that? Case? It's a wood. Yeah. Mine had a wood snare. And again, this is a, a, you know, a replica, but it did have a wood snare, um, and five by 14. Yeah. And the, you know, the rail mount system and how's the, um, sound, how's the snare sound? The snare sounds actually pretty good. So I remember Weckl talking about years ago, using a drum like that on some recording. And he's, he was so pleased with it. And I was just thinking, how can you get a Dave Weckl sound out of one of those drums? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's Dave, you know? That. Yeah. I, you know what I was going to say too, Shane, is, is um, when you mentioned Blackjack, my, when my dad, before I got that Sears kit, there was a, um, a department store called Leechmere. I don't know if it was around. Oh, yeah. yep. You remember Leechmere? Sure. And there was one up in uh, Beverly. I think it was Danvers, Mass., which was, mm -hmm. you know, north of where I grew up in, in Melrose. And my dad and I would go there on Saturday and they had a music, you know, remember when like department stores had like a music department mm -hmm. and they had actual drum sets and guitars and they had a blackjack drum set set up and it was either red or blue sparkle. I don't remember, but it had that block letter blackjack logo. Yeah. And I lusted after that drum set and my, you know, I'd say to my dad, it was like probably 150 bucks. Yeah. And, and my dad, this was 1971, 72. And he'd be like, you know, I, you, you don't know how to play the drums. What do you want right. a drum set for? You know, but dad, I'll learn, I'll learn, you know? And yeah. I, I finally warmed down to the point where he got me the Sears set. And uh, so anyway, yeah. And you never look back. And I never look back. Yeah. yeah. So mine, my, my parents were like, well, we'll get the drums, but our budget's been tapped out with 50 bucks. So we're not going to, we'll get you cymbals if you show interest. So for six months, I had no cymbals. And oh, then man. I, Got a pet Sarah, a set of hi hats from Bill's Music, actually in Catonsville, Maryland. They were Sabian B8 Plus. They were eighty dollars, I think. And then I wound up getting some other cheap scimitars, I think. And then, but we I didn't have stands. 
Yeah. And so yeah. I was hanging them from strings on the ceiling and I was tying them off on the rail mount. And I, you know, on a bicycle wheel, how they have that, like a, a rubber stopper that you put right over the nut to protect the nut. Yeah. I was using that. I drilled a hole in that, made that a, like a symbol sleeve almost. And, and I was duct tape that to the string. And so I'd hit the symbol and then I'd have a music stand that I put duct tape over and that would drop the symbol onto that. And so now I was able to make the worst imaginable sounds. <laughs> just clang, clang, you know, just, oh, it was just horrible. But I was so happy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like you, I started with, with the drum set that I got came with 12 inch hi-hat cymbals that were, I mean, pie plates probably sounded better than these things. Yeah. And a, a 10 inch splash that was meant to be like the ride cymbal, you know? And, <laughs> and from there, yeah, we would just, we would go to Leech Mare, that place I mentioned, and they, yeah. they sold Zildjian's, but I didn't, couldn't, my dad wouldn't buy me Zildjian's at that point. I got the cheapest um, Torador or Crut or any of those yeah. made, you know, MIJ symbols that they had back then. And yeah, made the best of it. It's funny. Great memories. I know. Great memories. Wouldn't you? But I have no nostalgia for those. If I, like you, you have the nostalgia for your star kit. I do see some blackjack kits come in and I'm just like, Oh, well, call know. me if you see a blackjack come in. What one came in very recently. I think it was blue sparkle. Maybe I would change my mind if it was a red sparkle set. And I'm, yeah, like, it was yeah. really clean, but yeah. <laughs> well, I would think in your situation too, where you're, you're, you're seeing so much stuff yeah. all day long that it's, yeah, it's hard to sort of tickle that, that, that bone, that, you know, nostalgia bone, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, man, it, it's so good to see you and, and sorry, I got to make sure I, I'm finding that if I move away from my microphone, you can't hear me. Who'd have thunk it? Um, <laughs> congratulations on, on the shop continuing to, to just be so successful. Um, it's such a great place. I, you know, when I, when, I put this up on Facebook that we'd be talking today. So many people from like all over the country, all over the world were, were like, Oh, I'm going to watch this. Um, I, I, I hope to visit his shop someday. You know, it's like, you've got this incredible reputation. Um, so congratulations and well-deserved knowing you and, and being there and seeing the shop. It's. And there isn't a day that goes by that I don't have just tremendous gratitude and, and feel so incredibly grateful for, um, you know, what we have been able to achieve. It's like the, it's the most rewarding feeling uh, in the world to just, to know that what we've done is really touched so many people. Uh, and, I, you know, I, I don't, I, I can't believe it, honestly. Uh, but uh, yeah, like, like you said, we have people coming from all over the world uh, all the time, you, you know, all the time. We'll get people flying in from all over the country. I think we, we've got a guy, uh, a group of people coming in from Tennessee. I think there's eight guys in a van. They're going to drive 24 hours. It'll be up on Saturday. Like, wow. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Just make yeah. the pilgrimage. And they're, and they're coming. Um, have they said specifically, like, we're coming because you're the only guy that has this blah, 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 that we've been looking for, we can't find it anywhere, or just the selection that you have, or I'm just curious, like what, or just because they just want to see it, because they've seen pictures of what it looks like there. And I, All of the above. I think, above, you know, yeah. really, they, they've seen our YouTube videos, and that's really how we've been able to connect with so many people over the years, is just with our videos. 
And, you know, and then on top of that, you've got um, the largest drum store in the world that happens to have a ton of gear and there's yeah. no sales tax. Uh, you know, it's just, it ticks everybody's boxes. Ding, 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 and yeah. people yeah. want to come. And, and uh, you know, the, the people don't work on commission. Uh, you know, we, we're, we just, we like to make recommendations based on what we feel is going to be best for, for them. Seems to be working. Absolutely. Yeah. And you get that feeling when you get there because there's, it's to say no pressure or low pressure is like an understatement because it's just, it's, you feel like I, and it's like this, I know in a lot of drum shops for sure, but it, it just, it feels like everybody that you're dealing with is, is a drummer and like recognizes that you just need a little time to take it all in. You know, it's like, Hey, if you need anything, give me a shout, I'll leave you to it. You know? And that's, I think, that's the best way when you walk yeah. into it, especially with all the stuff you have there, you, you need, you're sort of overwhelmed initially when you go look at that symbol area, you know, and yep. um, yeah, that's exactly that's, it. I mean, when, when there's so much to take in when you see the place, and for those of you that are watching this, I haven't seen the store. It's, it's almost 20,000 square feet of uh, on three different levels of just drums. And there's a museum of vintage gear. And then there's, so it, it's just, so vast that if you walk in, it's just a sensory overload. <laughs> so yeah, we want to give people their space, let them get comfortable. And if they need yeah. something, come, you know, we're, we're happy to help. That's great. That's great. And the way this store is laid out is, <clears throat> excuse me, is, is beautiful. You know, it's, it's merchandise. So, um, well, it's, it's hard to, I guess you can see in the pictures, but the way you've got the kits laid out, yep. um, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, I'm into history too. And, and, and so I, I love this. I love the, the industry, you know, and you and I've discussed that. I, I just, I love the, the, I love the people in the industry and the, in the, in the, of how the kind of how we got here type thing, a lot yeah. of the companies. And so I have these timelines, you know, every, every major drum brand has their booth area and we just tell a little timeline that tells the story of the company from the beginning to present day. And, you know, some people don't care about that, but there's some people who do, and they, <laughs> they do love to see that. It's just a little extra touch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I remember um, it might have been, I haven't been there in a couple of years now, just due to all the craziness that's been going yeah. on. But um, one of the last times I was at the shop, I was on my way to a gig, and I think it was the day that either Ron Danette was there or Bill Ludwig. It was a, a Saturday, and I know they've both been there at different times. Yeah, but um, I was looking to to buy a a China symbol, an eighteen inch swish or something of, of yeah from from any from any brand, and um, and I just want people watching this, and it, it, maybe they won't be surprised, but you personally helped me, and and like I didn't expect that. I you, you yeah. were like you're like come on, I'm uh, come downstairs, and you you basically let me go through every China in the store. <laughs> And there, there were, I mean, there were probably hundreds when you think of all the different brands and, and yeah. you're like, just take your time. You know, I'll be, I'll be right here. If you need me, just, you know, yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. That was, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, we weren't it's, successful that day, were we? Did you get yeah, it? We were. We were. I, yeah. I ended up with a used, believe it or not, I ended up with a used Zildjian mm -hmm. um, and which is not so ironic because yeah. I used to work in them, but. It was an A China boy or China high or China low, A China low. Yeah. Oh, wow. And he gave me a great deal. And it was, I was looking for something 
lower in pitch and yep. thinner and and there were some good um alternatives that you showed me but huh. this kind of ticked all the boxes for me so right yeah so we did and i think i i bought a dw snare drum from you as well i don't know if it was that day or another time but yeah anyway, it, yeah it's, i remember that one it was, it yeah. was natural right that's right yeah that's like, yeah, a charlie thing right you just gotta have the <laughs> gotta have the dw yeah. <laughs> with the with the natural gretch kid it was kind of yep. like a yeah had a, it was calling my name so yeah so so let's so Talking about the store, you opened, I remember the first shop you had Yeah, that was, you know, kind of a, uh, obviously a smaller in a, in a, like a strip mall sort of location mm-hmm. initially. And that was 2009. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't think you were at the very first one though, which was actually even smaller. That was 800 square feet. No. Okay. So that was, it was a couple of doors down and it's now a, um, like a nail salon. So that kind of gives you an idea of the size. Like, you know, it, a nail salon is fine in that space, but a drum store that, I mean, but I had no money uh, when I opened. And so that was like, I think it was 800 bucks a month rent or something like that. And I was terrified at that amount. And uh, wow. So I, but it was, it was just me the first year there. And then yeah. after a year and a half, I uh, got a, my first full-time employee. And then we, we wound up moving uh, a couple of doors down to that spot that you, you was you would been to. Yes, yeah, which, which was 1,100 square feet, but yeah. it was it seemed way bigger. We were able to put a lot more in, and then we were renting other warehouse space. And I kept having to rent warehouse space, and 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 so I had my store, but then I had all this other warehouse space, and so then we moved into our current spot. We bought the building in four years ago. I can't believe that. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I was like, well, I'll never outgrow this. And guess what? We're outgrowing it. We're renting warehouse space again. We're right back to the same problem that I was in, in in the other (laughs) spot. Wow. I can't believe it, Shane. No kidding. Wow. It's nuts. It's nuts. I never, never could have imagined this. And, and it's, it's just because of the inventory that you carry that, that for, for like, mail order business and and that yeah 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 so we do a lot of online business and we do a lot of install business say you know one side feeds the other yeah. uh, but uh you know there's just been a very big demand for musical instruments especially since covid yeah, uh, yeah. started and so we are just trying to you know hang on for dear life and have enough inventory in stock and that's been a ch- that's been a challenge yeah, I was going to say that, and and that seems to be the key right now. Like you know, that the supply chain situation is affecting everybody, and yeah. it's it's like you you're the last man standing. If you've got it in stock, you're gonna you're yeah. gonna get the sale. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. That's, but you got to have it in stock. You got to have it. In but stock. then once you have it in stock, it sells very quickly, and then getting another one takes months yeah. sometimes. Yep. You know, I think I went half the year without uh, uh, Iron Cobras or Speed Cobras last year. Something like, you know, like just bread and butter items that you would, you're supposed to have. I had to go without because yeah, they were just all on back order. Well, you know, just to jump backwards, when you mentioned um, your first full-time employee mm. after a year of, of opening, 
How does that, can you contrast that now with the number of employees you have and, and maybe even give a shout I, I know Tony, I'd, I've met different yeah. guys there over the years. Maybe you can give a shout out to all the guys that work for you too. Yeah. Well, first off, they're, the, they're, you know, there's two reasons we're really successful and it's our customers and it's our staff. So, I mean, I have like a tremendous amount of gratitude for the customers that have supported us, especially the loyal customers that have, you know, been, been with us for such a long time. And, you yeah. know, there are some people that will, you know, they won't buy a wing nut from somebody else. They're very, very loyal. And we, we just, we really appreciate those, but the, the staff is really part of the extended family. And I, and I think we're at 18 employees now. Wow. Uh, yeah. 18. 18. Yeah. And, and it's, it's nuts. Uh, we just keep growing and, uh, but yeah, uh, so my first full-time employee was Richard Fall, who he was with us, uh, up until he retired. So I, I think it was eight years or something like that. And then Tom Ash, and I know you've met Tom, he, yeah. he was with us for eight years. He left and he just came back. So, uh, but Tony just hit his 10 year, uh, yeah. anniversary. So. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Nate Thayer, who's been in our shipping department, he's been, I, it's been five plus years and same with Barrett uh, Goldman. It was, I think five plus years. And, uh, uh, we've got uh, Tom O'Connell has been a couple of through two, three years now. It's crazy how long it goes. I've just got a great crew of people, but yeah, we've got James and Jamie and, uh, uh, Joe and then uh, Jeremy, one of our general managers, I think he's been here for three, four, three, three and a half years. I mean, it's just time's going by so fast. I was going to say, it's probably one of those situations where you, you think he's only been there a year or two and then you go, wait a minute. No, he actually started five years ago. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just it, Things go by. I know it's, it's crazy. It's nuts. And, uh, and, and that's, I, I didn't realize you had a staff that big. I, I figured there was probably six or eight people, you know, yeah. between, sales guys and, 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 you know, and the, you know, like fulfillment, the uh, online business. But right. That's no, it keeps crazy. expanding. You know, the fulfillment side, we keep, uh, you know, adding people in the warehouse. We have a new salesperson starting in a couple of weeks. You know, we're, we're always one person short. <laughs> it doesn't seem to matter how many people, but it's, it's just like, if we had this one more person to do this. Uh, and so of course, finding staff is a challenge. And, and, and I think that, you know, you don't get to be at our level by doing the wrong thing over and over again. And right. I have a certain way uh, I like to do things. And I have a certain vision of, of excellence uh, that I expect from myself and everybody else that works there. Um, you really need to know what you're talking about. And you need to show up with your head on and you need to be accountable. Um and sometimes that's hard to convey to drummers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I had to learn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I had to learn it. <laughs> but um, it, so it's hard to find those people. They're, it's a needle in the haystack kind of thing to find an employee that, that has all those things and the passion for drums. Right. Because you yeah. got to be into it. You, you got to be into it. Yeah. You got to yeah. be into it. Otherwise, you might as well just go work at Leechmere. Oh. Right. Won't work at Leechmere, but Hannaford, Market <laughs> No, but but to your point, I mean, it's it's great to have guys on staff that are drummers, guys or gals that are drummers. I mean, that's that's. But at the same time, there's got to be a level of commitment from them beyond, you know, yeah. like it it can't be 
oh, I got to go put in my eight hours at, at drum center today before my gig tonight. It's really, they've got to show that commitment to, to being on the job, showing up on the job. And I, I totally understand that. Yeah. Not, you know, it's not that much different from the other side of the industry too. Like in the, you know, manufacturer side where there's drummers, musicians working at drum companies, but you know, you're there to do a job every day. You can't be wearing your, I got my gig tonight my band's going to get signed to a record deal hat every day right. at your day job. Yeah. Right. And that's the biggest surprise that people have when they, when they, if they get a job with us, they, you know, the time, oh, they must say, Oh, it must be such a fun place to work. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but it is fun, but you need to understand we bust our butts. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's some people that they don't come back for day two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Right. Yeah, yeah. They think we could just sit around and play drums all day. And it's not, it's not how it is. Yeah. We, I know there's usually, usually good pizza in the, in the break room at your place. Yeah. I, that, yeah. But well, it can't like always be pizza. about that. Yeah. <laughs> we like our pizza. Uh, we, yeah. We like our takeout food. That's for sure. Man. So let me, so let me ask you, um, looking at the last, not, you know, I, 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 nobody wants to dwell on the last two years and the sort mm -hmm. of, all that stuff. But I'm just curious, like, did you, you must've seen trends in one way or another or change? Like, I'm just wondering, did you see a spike in electronic drums during that time? Or, um, you know, what, what kind of things did you changes did you see and how did you kind of roll with those changes? Well, I mean, we saw a spike in everything. Mm. <laughs> I mean, right, right when COVID started that March, uh, I could have locked the door that month. I mean, it was, that was the most terrifying. Uh, that's another thing too. Like every day, it, it was so terrifying when I opened the store, like the first year, so terrifying. It's just as terrifying now. I'm just as terrified as I was then. Mm -hmm. It's just on a different level now. And it's just managing that sheer terror. Uh, but the most terrified I was, was that, that March when, when things were so squirrely and, can imagine all these people that were on payroll and no orders coming in, nobody walking in the door. And, uh, you know, that's a lot of overhead. Oh, uh, gosh. Yeah. And so, but it was in April, it was like a light switch went right off and, uh, business just exploded. Honestly, uh, it was crazy. And, um, people were buying everything, electronics, acoustic drums, um, everything but largely high end stuff. A lot of, I mean, that's kind of what we're known for is the high end gear, yeah. but I mean, we still do all of the beginner sets and symbols and all that stuff um, at the same pricing anybody else does. It's just, I think we saw some people wanting to enjoy their life a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people that may have been really ardent savers, um, said, Hey, I'm just going to treat myself and yeah. get something that makes me happy. And I think we're still in the midst of that. Like that's still going on where people are, um, you know, because especially with higher high quality musical instrument, that's an asset. That's not an expense. A computer is an expense. That's something that, you, you know, you're going to have to replace, but a musical instrument, you buy the right one. It could be worth more money uh, when you, yeah. so it's a real asset that you're acquiring. So there's, if, if people are looking at it as a, you know, drumsticks are an expense, but a nice snare drum is an asset. So I think a lot of people are kind of looking at it that way. 
and they're acquiring assets. That's a, that's a, that's a great way of looking at it. You're absolutely right too. I mean, it's, you're going to spend $800 on a, on a high end snare drum. Um, if you're going to, you know, spend that kind of money, you're, you're probably not going to sell it in a year. I mean, that's your, like you say, that's going to be right. a, an investment. That's a, it's a life. I've always wanted this, you know, whatever snare drum or maybe a thousand dollar snare drum, you know, and, and right. you, yeah. No, well, I, what did that star I, drum set cost when it came out of the Sears catalog when you were a kid? I think it was about 200 bucks. And what did you pay for it when you got it recently? A, a little more than that. Yeah. About two. Yeah. Yeah. So it actually appreciated in that. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. No, I know. Yeah. It was not a good thing. To, it was not a good drum set to begin with. And it's an even worse drum set now. <laughs> but, you, but you love it. I love it. Exactly. Still appreciated in value. You know, I've got to tell you, it's funny you're, you're saying this because I played it yesterday. I, I I hadn't played in a while and I sat down and played for like two hours yesterday and I'm like forcing myself to love it mentally. You know what I mean? I'm going I'm, and I've I've got this other I took my um, my white marine pearl Gretsch that I got not too long ago. I moved that aside and put this in the sort of playing spot. And yeah. uh, and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, these, you know, I can. But at a point of going. I got to just put the Gretsch back yeah. <laughs> and just stop trying to kid myself that. Yeah. Yeah. Those are drums that don't give back. I mean, you put yeah. your stick into that Tom and it, it, it's, your sticks is not coming back. It just, <laughs> just sucks it in. It, it's just a, it's a black hole of suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, they're, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue. They are, they're nice to look at. Nice. Yep nostalgia remind me of my dad but yeah i don't know that uh it's an asset yeah, yeah exactly something you're going to continue to enjoy and yeah. appreciate and then uh, when you're done with it then you'll probably make a couple of dollars on it too so yeah 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 it's it, it these are in really great shape i bought them from a guy locally who who was um you know we we went back and forth and he was sending me pictures and and he said you know i really got them to look good and i've and and true to his word they they're in in good shape for how old they are. So yeah, but awesome. <laughs> you're too funny, Shane. Speaking of how, how funny you are, I just have to say it's, it's, um, when I met you, you were working at a, at a shop in, in Portland. Yeah. And I, we, I was on tour on a clinic tour with Marco Miniman yep. and I had just signed him to Zildjian. It was 2004, which blows my mind. It was almost 20 years ago. Mm. And I just have to tell this story because yeah. I still think about it. And you were like, you were like the point guy there at the shop. You were taking yeah. care of Marco and me. You had the drums already and you were, you were like taking care of business, but yet you were hilarious. You were just, I was laughing all day at like whatever little things you were saying. And at one point, I think I said to you, have you ever thought about like doing stand up?" And you went like, your answer was, oh, I do stand up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm a comic. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, no wonder. But I don't imagine you have time to do that these days. No, I did it for 10 years. And uh, it's funny to hear you say that because that's just not who I am now. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. No, you, know you know, I'm not the really guy serious. Guy. When I go to work, it's just I'm just like, yeah. get work done, get work done. But I do remember that guy that you were talking about. And uh, <laughs> yes, I, I uh, yeah, I did comedy for 10 years and worked the road and uh, uh, loved it. and. Uh, I loved it until I didn't. And and then, um, and then what's like, 
I was doing, you know, working in a drum store and uh, uh, doing comedy. And I was doing a lot of drum tech work at the time in the studios, tuning for guys and uh, in the odd session here and there. And I was writing for a magazine, a comedy column as oh. well. So I had all these irons in the fire. And then I said, uh, how about I focus on one thing? <laughs> and that's when I, yeah. you know, I gave up everything and said, well, the, the one thing I was really good at doing, which was actually uh, buying and selling drums. That's what I know. So uh, once figured, I put all my focus there, nothing else made sense anymore. Yeah. Well, you made the right choice. I mean, you probably thought to yourself, making it as a stand-up comic is, is going to be hard. I'll do something easy, like open my own drum shop. And that's because that's, we all know how easy that is. <laughs> well, you know, I won an award in high school. Uh, it was called, they call it the, he did it his way award. Uh, and uh, it, it, it didn't make sense to me much then, but it does now that I think it speaks to the entrepreneurial spirit that I have. Yeah. I just always carve my own path and do it my way. And, Sometimes it works well for me and a lot of times it doesn't, but uh, yeah, comedy, comedy was brutal. It, brutal. You, you, but you learn from working retail for 20, nearly 25 years and doing comedy for 10 years. I can read people really well, you know, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, really learn how to read people, read situations. And uh, yeah, it, it really equipped me for life. Well, I think. And I learned a lot from, some of the best comics though, too, you know, because that's, you know, the best comics are the ones that work the hardest. You know, they're the ones that aren't partying every night. They're the ones that are waking up early and they're writing all the time. And, and, uh, and that's how I am with work. You know, I'm up at four or five in the morning sometimes, and I'm just plowing away at work. And it, uh, although I'm getting better at that, trying to work under 70 hours. I can imagine because I, I know I've contacted you at some odd hours and I'm yeah. always blown away by getting a text right back saying, yeah. let me, let me let you know in the morning, you know, it's like nine o'clock on a whatever night. Yeah. Hey Shane, I had this question about a, should I be using these wires? And you're like, I'll see if I have them. Let me I'll tell you, you know, yeah, it's. Yeah. But you know, sometimes you send texts and those are hard because those, I don't, I don't have that in my email. And, and so, like, I forget that, oh, I need to, to check on some of this for this person because it was a text. So, yeah, email and, and Facebook messages, I'm not, if, 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 no, texting and Facebook messages, I'm not very good with because I don't yeah. correlate that with work. So, but with you, I, I always remember because that's just how you happen to, to communicate with me. Well, I, I appreciate that. And I try not to bother you too much. I really do. I try not to overextend. You're not bothering me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, so to jump back a minute, just to, to talk, I was, I was actually, I'd made a note to ask you too. Um, one of the few actual notes that I make in terms of like acoustic, I'd just be curious to know what you're seeing now in terms of acoustic versus electronic kits that you sell, like mm. the, the ratio or roughly what that, what that looks like. I'm a, a really bad guy to ask because everything I've been told electronics are half of the market now. Yeah. Um, that's definitely not the case for me. Um, we still do way more acoustic kits, although we sell a lot more electronics than we ever did. My, the problem or what we're, I'm seeing happening, and I, and I do see this as a problem, is that a lot of the entry-level sets that are selling now are electronic, electronic yeah. sets. Yeah. And I, I'm, I, th 
I don't have any data to support this, but I feel like it would have a higher attrition rate with electronic drums because I just, I don't, I, you know, you look at your star kit and you go, Oh my God, it's, it just, it, it arouses this, these memories. And I don't see how you could look at a $300 electronic kit 20 years from now and have the same feeling. Yeah. It looks yeah. like a DVD player or something, you know, it just doesn't yeah. have any passion or soul. So that scares me. Yep. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, but I'm still, I have very strong opinions in case you didn't know. <laughs> but I always, you know, I always say don't start with electronic drums yeah. um, unless you have to. Uh, and then, uh, but I, I, would, I would prefer somebody to learn how to move air with acoustic drums, I think, because that gets people more excitement and, and it gets, makes things, it makes things electric. Pardon yeah. Yeah. It, but, I would totally agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I, I, and I, I think of myself just being an old, you know, dinosaur when it comes to that stuff. But I think that actually learning to play the instrument, um, I'm sure kids are learning to play on electronic sets. I have no doubt about that, but I think that what what's missing, not with young drummers, but with just drummers in general is playing dynamically. And I think it's even as good as the electronics are getting now, um, certainly the high end electronic kits, they, you know, they're more dynamic, but I don't know that I don't see how you could really learn to play dynamically on an electronic set, like from, yeah. from, you know, from scratch, I think. Uh, I think I, you, I think you can now, uh, if it's a good enough set. If it's a good enough set, if yeah. Got, it has to be a good enough set. Yeah. If it's yeah. A, a Yamaha or a Roland, you know, in right. that $1,000 price range, something like that, that tends to do the job. I mean, the way I kind of look at it uh, is like with fitness equipment, you've got your free weight dumbbells and, and bars, and then, then you have the, you know, Nautilus type equipment. That's kind of what electronics are. They're not as good as the acoustic but they still are very effective for a certain group of people. Um, so electronics have arrived. They're not going anywhere. Um, they're make there. I mean, they're, they definitely serve a purpose. And if you want to be a professional yeah. drummer, you need to know it. Uh, you need to understand it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's definitely a, a, a definitely a need for them. Yeah. Especially yeah. in today's music. But, but I'm not surprised that you said that you're you're still selling more. I, I'd heard the same thing. I mean, when I was still working in the business, gosh, almost 10 years ago now, <clears throat> we were hearing that um, electronics had eclipsed acoustic drums that, you know, Roland and I think Roland being the bigger electronic drum company at that time anyway, that they were selling more kits than the acoustic drum companies. And I didn't dispute that necessarily, but I just wondered how those numbers played out in terms of, like you say, um, are there a lot of beginner kits going out the door? I mean, at that time it was probably a lot of high-end kits. And I think it was probably guys my age that had stopped playing for a while, wanting to have a kid at the house. It was quiet. Um, but I, but I, I don't know that those were, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't know that those were really truly reflective of what the industry was at that time or now, you know? And I think a lot of those electronic sets that are selling are going through channels that we're not even aware of, you know, like Amazon or something like that. And, you know, because a lot of these beginner drummers, 
they've never walked into a music store. They don't know what a music store smells like. And that's, that's really the whole crux of why my store looks the way it does is I, as a kid, loved music stores. I loved walking into a music store and just smelling it in the, the paint and the, just everything. I just loved being in a music store. And that's what I want to have people experience when they walk into my store is, is just this, wow, you don't get that out of an electronic set, especially if you're, let me research on Amazon what the best drum electronic drum set is for $400. Mm-hmm. It scares the crap out of me because you get that set and you get it home and it's just like, it's like a Keurig coffee pot or something. It just doesn't, you know? Yeah. I hope I'm wrong. I, but I, you know, like there are times when people get out and say, I started on this and then I found you and now we've come to you and, and I'm yours. And, and then they become customers and students. And uh, yeah. yeah, there's that. That's good. Yeah. No, that's, that's, I think that's a great way to look at it, Shane. And, and so when you, when you started the, your, your own, when you opened your own shop, you started your own business you obviously had a, a strategy. You had a sort of philosophy on how you were going to approach. I mean, it, such a competitive business, a lot of great drum shops out there. Yeah. Um, and you really, I mean, in a, in a pretty short period of time, just kind of, you know, rose up the ranks, so to speak. Yeah. And what, what was your, what, what was your kind of philosophy if, as it were to, to, um, I mean, I think I know, I know service was a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was survive. That was the, the <laughs> philosophy that was survive. But uh, no, it's really this simple. Just to do the right thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Be, uh, like Yogi Berra said, just hit them where they ain't and uh, do the right thing, do right by the customer. And, uh, and then it just yeah. kept, it grew. But, you know, we, we got lightning in a bottle there with the, uh, YouTube, you know, when we started doing videos in the beginning, nobody was, I mean, Memphis was doing some symbol demos, I think at the time. Right. And, um, and, you know, in Memphis and, and Bentley's and Explorers and Columbus, I mean, all of these stores that I had to look up to, you know, like the, these were just Titans as far as I was concerned. Yeah. Yeah. People had these wonderful institutions and, uh, uh, they're really, you know, I was able to, to work with them, you know, uh, through man and whatnot. And I learned a lot from them just from observing them. And, uh, but I, you know, I knew my men, my ethos, which was, uh, don't try to sell a customer something that they don't need. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. be honest, yeah. make recommendations. I, I mean, the way I look at it, I'm a pharmacist. You, you, you come in and you tell me what ails you and uh, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions and then I'll write a prescription. Yeah. That's, that's the way I've always looked at it. And that's the way all of the guys that work at the shop, it, it just, that has split bled down into them and, and how they do things. We don't, you know, we, we ask a million questions before we make a recommendation. And so people, people seem to appreciate that. That's great. You know, and I, I think too, when I think back to when you opened I guess this this the second store that I went to, yeah, um, the expanded version of the first store too. I remember one of the big um, I'd heard about your snare drum wall that you had, which which uh, was a big draw. I think in the, at that time, I mean now yeah. it's probably like you've yeah. got way more stuff, but 
Um, but I remember that was people had said to me, you got to go up and check out Shane's. It's, it's an unbelievable snare drum. So yeah. that, um, that was, that's to me seemed to be pretty unique too at that time that. Um, well, so I was spending so much time in the studios in Portland. I mean, I was that, at that time, all these bands were recording. People were getting signed still. And I was getting brought in to tune drums. Mm-hmm. And I have been obsessed with drum sounds uh, since, since the beginning, really. Uh, but, you know, I, I've always been an enthusiast. Of, you know, I've always loved playing the drums. But the, the sound, sonics, it, recordings, it still lasts. We're recording them like, what kind of drum is that? Mm-hmm. You know, what, where's the mic placement? Things like this. So I'm just obsessed with tonality. Uh, and so snare drum is the centerpiece of that, right? So yeah, uh, I love snare drums and I love the different voices. I love the inspiration that happens when you play a different snare drum. You know, sometimes I put up a different snare drum. I'm like, oh, wait a second. I'm doing something I wasn't doing. I wouldn't have done before. Uh, and so I know that a lot of drummers feel that way. And so I wanted to be the snare drum guy. And uh, that did not take long to become the snare drum guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was, no, it was... It was yeah. Great strategy. Brilliant. Because like you say, you can, you can, as a drummer, you can change the sound of your kit simply by, you know, changing your snare drum, you know, and it it really will, you know, it'll, the toms and bass drum and everything else symbols will be the same, but it really will alter the sound. It'll, it'll, like you say, it'll inspire you. It'll make you play differently. And yeah, it's a, it's a great philosophy. And you you say you can change the sound of the kit, but you can change the sound of the song with your snare. Yes. I remember yes. doing this session and it was a ballad and uh, the engineer said, something's not right. He says, it's, something's not right. I'm like, well, what do you think? And he goes, why don't you just take one of those tension rods in your snare drum and just remove it? And I'm like, what? And then all of a sudden there it was. And flop, flop, flop. You know, and it just sounded perfect wow. for this six, eight ballad, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it's amazing how just drum sound, and it makes me really admire producers and engineers, like how they can have the foresight when they're recording something. How is this going to sound in the very end? Right. You know, yeah. they have to think that. Yeah, just crazy. That's yeah, like you say, that's a good engineer or producer that that can yeah can see that. You know. Yeah, um, I'm obsessed with those sounds, and I just love when I hit toms or, you know, just I love drums, man. <laughs> are you are you playing are you getting to play much these days personally? so yeah I, I play at home yeah you know right. but i stopped gigging uh many years ago uh and uh but i do i have some recording projects that i do and i get to practice at home um right. so i'm actually having a lot of fun with with it now uh it's not as work to me uh, yeah anymore. yeah that's great yeah, yeah i have a, a, a kit set up at home and uh yeah, tons of snare drums. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a great cymbal selection. Of, yes, you know, I have uh, a lot of cymbals. Yeah. And yeah. that is, I'm always kind of mixing up. I, and, you know, let's talk about that too really quickly, that, that you have a phenomenal offering from all the major cymbal companies, you know, yeah. which which I, I will say, um, working on having worked on the other side, that's an incredibly hard thing for someone like yourself to do these days is yes. sort of stay on top of that. So I commend you. And yeah. is there, how do you, how do you go about that? I mean, do you, you look at each, you, you must look at each skew and say, well, I'm, 
I sell these, I don't sell that. I Yeah. Well, this ties into the podcast. I heard you on the Drum History podcast, which was great, by the way. Thank you. I, I love that show. Yeah, I do too. I, I, yeah. I, man, he is doing such an awesome job on that podcast. I, I get excited every time a new episode comes up. But you were talking about, you, I think you were referring to West at Explorers. You said, mm. I should have said, would Shane, West carry something like this? Yeah. And I was listening to that. I'm like, well, I, I carry everything. You know, like, I'll carry every every skew you have until it stops working so yeah you know because what you were referring to was a time when a dealer was trying to uh service his local market and i'm trying to service my local market but also the global market yeah Uh, Yeah. and and so there's somebody in some state that's going to want this uh until they don't so I will try something and then I go and I have to, I have to look on every, at everything on a skew by skew basis I, on an aging report. When I finally say, okay, this is just not working. I'm not going to carry this anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, I'll stop carrying it or I'll, I'll, or, or I'll bring more in depending on its velocity. That's great. And that yeah. changes every time. Every, that's yeah. always changing. Certain things that, you, that were red hot one day are ice cold the next and vice versa. It's just, mm-hmm. it's such a, Every time I think I know what I'm talking about, I realize I know nothing. <laughs> I know just so little. No, you no, that's not true. That's not yeah. true. But yeah. but that ties into something I was thinking too that you're from the outside looking in. I've always looked at your your business, your your philosophy as being what you just said. Like you have you have everything, um, yeah. and and I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but you're not you're not trying to compete with the big box stores at, at like selling drumsticks for the rock bottom cheapest price. Right. Right. I mean, and, and to me that what, and I think there's two prongs to where I'm going with this is you as a businessman know that if somebody calls you and they're looking for a certain skew that they can't find somewhere, you've got it and you're going to make that sale. And at the same time, I think, and I, 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 I think this is what's happening. I hope so anyway. You're sort of conditioning the market and maybe some of these other stores are as well to, to get consumers to understand that it can't be a race to the bottom. It can't be, they shouldn't shop at your store because they can get their sticks 10 cents cheaper than the big box store a few towns away, right? right? I mean, they, they should be willing to spend an extra 20 cents, an extra dollar, maybe $10 to support an independent drum shop and understand that, Hey, you know, I can, I can match that price and I can probably beat it other times, but I can't always every minute of every day do that. And that's, what's going to keep you in business. Right. So I I think I, I, I don't even think like that anymore, honestly, because, and I, and I used to, because yes, there are those people that are just, they're, they're not, they're going to, go find it for 10 cents less. They'll, they'll spend yeah. an hour to save 10 cents um, and they'll support Amazon, you know, or, or, or some big box store that, that, yeah. that they're choosing to support those, those companies. Okay. I, I can't compete. I'm not going to try to, uh, you know, go to the race to the bottom, as you say, uh, you know, we have uh, more than fair prices. A lot of times we're less than, than others yeah. and, and, uh, and we have service and uh, uh, 
fast shipping if if if, uh, if we're shipping it and uh, really fast yeah it's really about relationships and i think i think a lot of people now they, they're really they're not as sensitive to that as they used to be it mm-hmm. used to be about like we say oh let's just go get the cheapest price and the one thing though and i guess this this is a great message for anybody that's out there that's a consumer and that uh, what john's saying is support a drum store whether it's us or another one in your area, you, you know, a lot of people say, well, I'll buy my drums from you and stuff, but I'll, you know, I'll get my heads and my sticks on Amazon or, or whatever. No, 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 no. Don't do that. <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, at the end of the year, it's not about the profit dollars somebody dealer makes. It's about the profit margin. And if a dealer can make 30% on a set of sticks, that means something at the end yes. of the year, when you're looking at the, 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 the reports, is the bank going to talk to me this year or, or things like that. So, whether it's me or somebody else, yeah, please support drum stores, especially drums only stores. There's so few of us out there. I know, and yeah. it, it needs to this. It needs to be a thing because to if, if you're watching this, and if you're you, John, or me, I mean, this is who we are, man. Like the, right. the, the you you announced Vinny is going to be on Saturday, and and one of my favorite stories I have going off on a tangent here. No, Vinny came into the shop very early on, the, the original store. I remember, yeah. And you know, he called. He came in and he was. He spent the. I would. I would love Vinny to see my store now. He <laughs> wouldn't. It wouldn't compute in his head. He, <laughs> like, what, what? What? This is nuts. But but like he came in and spent the entire afternoon, just banging on drums, going through stuff, and I mean, it was just. It was awesome, but like he just valued that being in a drum store experience. Yeah, just, you, you can't replicate it. No, you can't I, exactly, and that, that's a great example of a guy that you know this uh, superhuman drummer that we know and love that yeah. still loves to come to a drum shop and just touch stuff and hear stuff and and yeah. you know not order his or not you know, you can't do that with Amazon. They're no. Amazon's great for, um, a lot of other things. Yeah. But, yeah. Like after shows. Yeah. Books. <laughs> books. Exactly. Books. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I know. And, and, and I, I, I wanted to touch on that because I, 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 I see how you run your business and I, I commend you for that, for not getting pulled into that sort of vacuum of, like I've got to, I've got to be, you know, you're, you're not advertising saying shop at drum center of Portsmouth. I get the cheapest prices and I'll, you know, yeah. and I think that's, we, you know, everybody was doing that for a while and yeah. we've seen the fallout from that. Right. Well, yeah. 20 plus years of doing this, I've seen the price leaders come and go, you know, these yeah. stores yeah. come out and they're, Oh wow. They, they're selling at everything for you know, they're making sales, but they're not making a profit. You can only do that for so long. Right. And they just, they go away. And and it was a lot worse a long time ago. I think it's gotten a lot better. To, uh, but man, it was a thing. And yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't even pay attention to it. That's great, Shane. And I, and I think as a tribute to, to the job that you do, your customers are, you know, they've, they've learned now that there's a, there's a price I shouldn't say a price, but value means something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's a, it's a quality quantity situation. And yeah. Uh, 
And we believe in putting the value out there with our videos. Like we, you know, we're providing a real value with our knowledge and our experience um, to people all over the world that can't get that. Uh, so, you know, some people can't get it in their region. And so we're providing a lot of value. Um, and a lot of people choose to reward us by giving us business, you know, for those videos. So it really works both ways. And, and- I was going to mention too, you, you guys are one of the few shops that are still, you know, like doing clinics and, and master classes and events. I know, you know, notwithstanding the last couple of years, but um, where a lot of people have sort of walked away from that, you guys are, you still see a value and yeah. bringing Todd Zuckerman in or, or yeah. any great drummer like Todd to, to come in and Simon Phillips. I know you've had there and, and that's great. And, and, and you'll continue to do that. You, you that's still part of your, philosophy for the store right yeah we've got uh, john tempesta is going to come in in may i think it, 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 april or april or may I think. oh great and we also have to reschedule dave maddox because he he was right right when covid hit he was supposed to do a clinic so i'm gonna have to reschedule dave i remember uh, that yeah yeah we're definitely gonna do clinics again because again there's i just i remember seeing uh dennis chambers at baltimore drum in the 90s and I, I grew up on a dirt road in Maine, and 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 I, I knew who Dennis Chambers was through catalogs, but I'd never heard him play. And it just changed everything. Like I just remember, my I just my mind was blown. And I love seeing that with people when when people are at a clinic and they just are so inspired. That that makes me feel uh, uh, full and complete. You know, that's great. You know, I, I want to apologize to people watching at home because I've I've sort of there's been some great comments which you'll see later, Shane, and um, and some questions that I've we've just had such a great engaging conversation. I haven't really been spending much time on there, but our friend Mike Ferris, um, oh yeah, says says hello to both of us. Big good love, Mike. guys. Mike, good to see you, brother. Um, and uh, there is a question from Perry Curtis. Who question yeah. for you, Shane? What snare drums and drum sets do you personally own? use at home and elsewhere and consider your keepers. So uh, for sets right now, I'm playing an ab- a Yamaha set, absolute hybrid maple. And I adore this drum set. Um, mm. But I still have my sonar designer kits. Uh, my heart is with sonar. That like the, I just love sonar drums. Um, but I, right now I'm flirting with this Yamaha kit, which I adore. Um, and, uh, but, uh, you know, at this point, nothing is a keeper drum set wise, uh, you know, I'll, I'll hang on to them, but, uh, everybody's making such great kits now. Yeah. Right. It, you know, like it's amazing. There's such great stuff out there, but for snare drums, uh, I have, uh, uh, my Danette stainless steel that I've had for, you know, almost 20 years. I have a Tama Bell brass, a couple of those Keplinger, I'm, I'm my Keplinger Black irons uh, are awesome. And these Thomas Star snare drums, their Star Series snare drums, just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Ridic- and, and you still sell a lot of Craviato or you're a Craviato dealer? No, sure. I got Thank fired. You. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, we weren't good enough to hang. I guess. So we got, they got, they fired us. The, so yeah, we don't do those. Okay. Yeah. We do no one coolie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, for that same steam bent type of, and we do real well with those. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, um, 
I saw another question up here. Sorry for the, the gap here. I was gonna I was actually gonna say warn you to be careful with talking about which drums you liked and you know over other ones, but yeah, you, know, you, you handled that perfectly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, let me see if there's any other questions before we wrap things up here. Uh, lots of great comments, which you can see later. Um, got a lot of fans out here, Shane. No, oh, not surprisingly. Yeah, Bruce Hammer says, Shane is the best. He treats everyone like that. Bruce is a great story because I remember meeting, Bruce emailed me. He lives in New York. He emailed me and it was just so strange. Like I got this email from this guy. He's like, I'm going to Vietnam and I would like to meet you. Uh, and I said, Okay, then we, we met and we had a nice talk. I don't know, Bruce, how long, 15, 20 minutes, something like that. Great talk. And then he's just always come to me after that. Like he's bought a lot of, just a lot of things over the years. And we have a really good relationship. Oh, like a lot of times he'll, he'll, I mean, he hasn't been in the new store, I don't think, but he emails a lot and he has things on orders. Really great guy. That's great. I love that. Yeah. I, I only know him through here because, um, he made this really funny um, uh, little comedy thing that I guess he sent it to Steve Gadd, who sent it to me. And Bruce, I, I'll probably screw this story up, but it was this hilarious. It was a drum lesson. I'll find it and send it yeah. to you. It was okay. it was hilarious. It was yeah. it was. <laughs> I get the impression he's a he's like yourself. He's a fun guy to hang out yeah. with. So. But he's like one of those guys, and there's I, there's just this few this small core group of guys that I've dealt with for a number of years or whatever that I just enjoy so much. Like it's it's always a pleasure to, to see or hear from these people, and uh, yeah, it's it's just very re rewarding. Well, I'm going to read one last comment from yeah. my friend Neil Porter, who I'm privileged to play drums in his band. He's yeah. I'm his drummer, and he's my singer. Yeah. And he said, yeah, but does he have a Marine Pearl Gretsch kit? So personally, no, he's, no. yeah, he's just, he was just referring to me. He oh, okay. Kind of, In the store, I probably have a dozen of them. <laughs> <laughs> so there's your answer, Neil. Yes, he does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and Candy Bet Betancourt says best drum shop in the, on the planet. Well, thank yeah. you, Candy. That's very nice. Of That's her great. Today. Well, Shane, my friend, this has been so great. Yes. Fantastic to yeah. chat with you. And, and, um, and I just want to tell everybody, thank everybody for watching and tell everybody to please continue to support Shane um, or any, any independent drum shop of your choice. Yes. Um, to your point. I mean, that's, that's yeah. what we have to keep doing that. And, um, and I guess watch, we'll keep an eye out on your, on your uh, website for upcoming clinics with yep. Dave Maddox and with Johnny Tempesta. And yep. yeah, I'm going to try to make those. Yeah, I, I well, I hope you do. I mean, hopefully yeah. at that point there will be all clear. Yeah, you know, yeah, and and uh, healthy. I think so. I um, think so. So that's what we're banking on, and I can't thank you enough for bringing bringing me on. I mean, I, it's a, I real, real honor. I mean, there's quite a few people in your Rolodex. Uh, that's a word I haven't said in a while, but uh, <laughs> you know, thank you for having me. My pleasure, Shane. Thank you for being here. And, and thank you for everything that you do for all of us drummers, for me. I really appreciate it. I do. And, and uh, it's been an honor to have you here today. So awesome. um, everybody, big hand for Shane Kinney. Yeah. 
Thank and, you. Um, hang tight for one second, Shane, and then we'll, okay. we'll end the stream. And, uh, and everybody, thank you so much for watching. And again, a reminder, this Saturday, the 29th of January, 2 p.m. Eastern time, my guest will be none other than Vinny. This guy. Yes. That's going to be fun. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. See you soon.